cult classics. Hi guys. Hello. It's Becca. We are together again. Uh, kind of. Yeah, we're on we are doing call. the podcast together again. <laughs> yes. We are we are both kind of a hot mess, so we figured this would be easiest. Yeah, and safest. I had a pots episode yesterday that made me a fucking lunatic. <laughs> Becca is getting over some food poisoning, so it's fun. It's lots of fun. <laughs> lots of fun. You know, when you try to boil water in a pot with no water, I think that's. <laughs> Yeah, kind of a sign. Maybe something's going on. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, it was a it was a rough day for me. I had to lay down for the rest of the day until we figured out. Like I told Becca, I didn't balance my salts right. If my salts and my sugars aren't right, then I it's kind of similar to like a diabetic episode. I'm yeah. like I, I lose my mind, and I have to like take a take a shot of pure kosher salt. So just, just disgusting. I can't just even just chewing on that. But then I felt better. So that's, that's good. It tastes so good. It's good. I'm lucid. <laughs> I am doing things normal. <laughs> She's uh, a normal person again. Normal person. Uh, thank you guys for joining us again. This yes, is, yes. you know, cult classics with your mobbing mamas. I'm still in my closet. I think Hi. Becca's chilling in her room. I'm chilling in my room. <laughs> Um, I think we got some real good, noteworthy merch ideas from Becca's mom. Yeah, my mom's like all up on it, man. (laughs) She did so good. Wait, what was it? Praise and plan. Praise and plan. Oh my gosh. That brat. (laughs) She's that little plot. She's gonna murder her parents. That brat. (laughs) Oh my gosh. She's so funny. Yeah, she came up with all these like merch ideas last night when I was texting oh. you I said something about oh no she had brought it up and she was like how how long does it take for y'all to like actually make money from it like I know you're doing it for fun but like I'm sure at some point you're gonna want to like make money off of it and I was like I don't really know how long it takes and she goes I think you know you need to start getting like just 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 little merch out there like start with like maybe like little stickers or something and then build up from there if people are interested and I was so like fun. Yeah, you're, you know, you're actually right. <laughs> That's probably yeah, like, a good idea. God, it's great. It's a great idea. No, she's all about I it. I legit want a shirt that says, kick him in the dick and run away. Yeah. <laughs> kick him in the dick and run. Kick him in the dick. Oh, Run gosh. away. Nail it. Like, kick him in the dick, knee him in the face, and bolt. And bolt. Just go. That's great. Um, I'll come up with some fun stuff. It's going to be great. Um, I'm very excited. Very Thank excited. You. Um, so I have a story for y'all today. Yeah, um, is taking this one solo today. I'm taking it solo. Um, I picked this one because it mortifies me, but I think it's really going to piss off Becca. <laughs> so oh, <I> no. <laughs> I think it's going to make Becca real mad. Oh. Shocked. And we're going for shock and awe here. That's what's happening. Um, she gonna she gonna be my um for a lot of parts. Am I gonna not want to be friends with you anymore? Oh no, that's never gonna not be a thing. <laughs> so that's fine. I you know no, that's it's not, gonna be that's great. not a thing. You might look at me different. I don't know, but Ooh. <laughs> I'm just kidding. You 
you you might be a little bit more cautious though oh so my story involves lots of things that make lots of murder super juicy mm-hmm. and interesting and and titillating mm-hmm. um, it involves rage it involves sex it involves multiple baby daddies oh, and yeah, the infidelity and death and dismemberment and there's children and animals involved oh yay <laughs> okay so we're signing off now thanks for joining us <laughs> I know, right? and that's that do you want to talk about murder always i'm sitting in my closet and I don't know why. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Are you ready? Yes, I'm ready. I'm, okay. Well, I mean, yes. <laughs> You're not ready. I'm not, but I want to hear it. I want to hear it. <laughs> so I might, I might have to switch between my written notes here and then my notes that I have on my phone. Okay. So I might lose my face here and there, but that's okay. So long as you can hear me. Uh, We are going to be talking about um, this wonderfully paradoxically crazy psychotic lady named Catherine Knight. Do you have you heard about Catherine Knight? Does her name sound familiar? Because I'm pretty sure she's. I know exactly who this fucking bitch is. I hate yeah. her. I hate her. Uh-huh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I know most of us have probably heard about Catherine Knight. And so I knew it had a little bit to do with some some really uh, disturbing shit. So immediately I was like, okay, we got to do her Ugh, uh, as I... one of our podcasts. And then as I got into it, I was like, okay, now I really have to do it because it's going to piss back off so much. <laughs> it's like so, so many things. So many, so many things. things. And why the fuck was she not locked up any sooner? Like all of this shit could have been avoided if she was locked up sooner and not fucking let out. You know, I, I feel like the more I question the legal system, the more I get (laughs) mad because it doesn't make sense. Nothing from like one case to another, to another. It's always something different. Yes. Oh yeah. Like this woman... She, she nuts. She real nuts. He's a freaking psycho. Oh, yeah. Um, all right. Let's dive deep into Miss Catherine Mary Knight. Miss fucking Catherine. She is a Libra. I don't know why. She's a Libra. She's a Libra with an Aries moon. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> she was born October 24th, 1955. Um, she was born in Tenterfield, New South Wales, Australia. Um, she Australia. was born. Huh? I said Australia. Australia. I'm, I'm not even going to try because I'm terrible at accents, oh. but I really want to be like, throw some shrimp in the bobby. <laughs> So if anyone's in Australia, sorry about that. <laughs> I know. I'm so sorry to everybody in Australia. I love y'all so much. And I your country is beautiful. Like, us. absolutely fucking beautiful. Yeah. Really um, okay. Let's see. She was born um, to... Oh, yeah. This is something I didn't know. So she was born to Barbara... I'm not going to say it right. I'm so sorry. Barbara Ruffin and uh, her partner, Jack... I think it was Jack. Gosh darn it. I need a right neater. Uh, <laughs> T 
chit chat and um they lived in a small town of Aberdeen in New South Wales. Now, I don't know if you know this. I know this because I'm weird. But Aberdeen was originally famous for the Australian cattle dog. That's really? where the Yeah, that's where they originated from. That's cool. I didn't so, know that. That's a little that's a little fun fact cool. for you. Today, I'm going to throw that shit out there for you. We are educational um, as well. Yeah, sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Most of the time, not really. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so she, uh, le- let's leave it at this. She was got fucked up from the beginning. So she had an extremely terrible childhood, raised in a very dysfunctional family environment, very unconventional. But here's something that I didn't know that I find interesting. And again, goes back to my whole theory of like, there's always a good and an evil twin. She's a twin. Shut the. F- I didn't know she that. Is a twin. I didn't know that either. So, and and get this. I think it's so fucking appropriate. It's so spot on. Her name is Catherine Mary Knight. Do you know what her sister's name is? Her twin <laughs> sister. What? Joy. No. I'm like, how perfect is that? You have these twin little baby girls and you're like oh sweetheart you're you're joy you're adorable you're so sweet and then you look at the other one you're like okay all right this one's what are you gonna do what do we expect from you could you imagine being the twin like the evil like the legit evil twin of joy (laughs) legit i'm like how did they know like this is appropriate did they did they know yeah they grew they had to become to this freaking psychopath. Yeah. So um, let's see. Barbara and Jack also had uh, four sons, by the way, before they had Barbara in her um, and her twin sister. God, that was hard for me to say for some freaking reason. <clears throat> so here's the thing. Barbara and Jack might have been you know married they might have been together but Catherine and joy do not come from jack <laughs> oh shit dog yep so barbara was having a little bit of a little adulterous time here with a man named ken knight who originally she was having an affair with you know, kind of like a friends with benefits kind of deal and was also this man was also a co-worker of her husband's what a bitch <laughs> right god oh. Barbara is not, she ain't saying either. She ain't no sweet baby angel. Jesus. She messed up. She She's messed up. And we'll get into that a little bit more too on some of the things she did later on. But man, um, the town that they lived in was a very conservative town, by the way. So when that affair came out into public, it was a huge scandal. Oh, I bet. Huge. Uh, and there was actually a such a large amount of backlash from you know people that lived in the town that barbara and ken had to leave aberdeen they had to move oh my god she literally just like yeah. ruined their whole <laughs> ruined their whole lives yeah so uh when they moved uh they moved to more maury 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 i'm gonna go with maury i think that's right they moved to maury um none of her four sons went with her at all when she moved either so the two older boys continued to stay with their dad and the two younger sons went uh to live with an aunt in sydney so barbara left with the girls is is what i'm gathering here huh. um 
what after she moved, she she kept uh, having a good old time with Ken Knight, and ended up this fucking woman, man. I don't. She had four additional kids by this kid, Ken guy. Jesus Christ! Put a freaking yeah. Like, don't be yeah. silly. Wrap your willy. Yeah. Damn people. I can't. Yeah. Um. So. Two of them obviously were the twins. And then I think the other two kids that she had were two boys. So she has eight children total. She has eight children total <laughs> from two separate men. Yeah. Catherine ended up being the younger of the twins. And in 1959, when Catherine was about four years old, um, Jack, her not dad, but her mom's husband (laughs) he died and the other two boys who had been living with him ended up moving in with them you know barbara her mom and ken so i'm real quick were they still married when she moved so it's not really clear it never states anywhere that they actually got divorced they just separated i guess i guess they had separated yeah because she um never ended up marrying Ken that I'm aware of that I can find anywhere. So interesting. Yeah. So at this point, they're all living under the same roof and it is not healthy. Again, remember I told you it's an unconventional fucking upbringing. So right. nothing, <laughs> nothing is normal. <laughs> and um, Daddy O, Mr. Ken Knight, was an alcoholic. Mm-hmm. And he very much openly used violence and intimidation on the family, uh, most certainly Barbara. And he, trigger warning, guys, there's a lot of trigger warnings in this. <clears throat> trigger warning, she would, not she, good God, Ken would <clears throat> rape his, oh, oh, it says wife, so maybe they did get married. I wrote wife in here, unless I just did that because my brain didn't know how to compute what their relationship was but he would rape barbara up to 10 times a day (gasps) 10 times a day and it gets even sicker because not only is this happening but barbara is actually confiding in her fucking daughters oh hell no you don't tell your kids that so mm -hmm. so she would often discuss intimate details of her sex life oh my god with her daughters and how much she hated men and how much she hated sex and i mean they were very open about it and the girls would later on discuss things and i'm all about open sexual communication Right, but if it's like a negative thing like that that is a negative yes i'm all about like hey sex cool this is it this is what's going on this is what's gonna happen yeah and i'm probably gonna be skeeved out whenever my children get old enough to start talking to me about it but i'd rather than be open (laughs) i'd rather than be open and talking to me so they get a healthy viewpoint of sex and a healthy relationship with sex right not not this this is not fucking healthy like you're literally starting who and how old were they you know when she was having these conversations with them so they could be like so impressionable elementary school so they're gonna just grow up with this horrible like outlook on men in general 
Yep. On just basic, like normal human <laughs> things that you do yeah. with people that you love. Oh, oh my gosh. Oh yeah. It gets worse too. It gets, it gets so much worse. Uh, there was at one point uh, when Knight was a little bit older and she was actually, you know, at that point sexually active as well. Um, she brought it up to her mom that one of her partners wanted to take part in a sexual activity um, or whatever. And she didn't want to do it. She didn't feel like she was comfortable with it. And this is good old mom Barb's advice to her daughter when her daughter brought that up. Quote, unquote, put up with it and stop complaining. <laughs> Let that sink in. Put up with it and stop complaining. Um, No, Barb, you put up with it and stop complaining. What the, what the, what the worst advice to give somebody? Yeah. You don't do well, it if I, you don't want to do that's it. That's what Barb did, though. That's all uh, Barb did was just fucking put up with it. But it's like you would think that she would want her daughters to be in different situations than she right. was. You would think. You would think. So there's also claims um, that Knight was frequently sexually assaulted as well by several members of her family. Not by yeah. her father, but several members of the family. And that continued until she was about 11 years old. So she was a baby That's being sexually assaulted. <clears throat> and... Um, these claims have been accepted and confirmed as well. So it's not just, you know, oh, this happened to me and this is why I am the way they are. Right. It was confirmed that she was being abused sexually and probably physically abused if that's the household she's living in. Right. He's growing up in a environment that is just going to plant that seed of pure rage, mm -hmm. which we'll see comes into play. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, their mom set that up for him really well. Oh, yeah. I mean, this This is just all recipe for disaster. I mean, mm -hmm. and what do you expect a child to do with all of this? And she has nowhere to turn, no help. I mean, it's just recipe for murder. Yeah, you, you basically know? just made her a murderer. Yep. Um, so for all counts, Knight was a good student most of the time. And she had a pretty good disposition when she was at school, um, you know, but she she would have these outbursts, obviously, because she's got so much pent up inside her, exactly. you know, like shit. Um, she she made good grades. She was on the honor roll. She made high marks. Um, but sadly, for whatever reason, at age 15, before fully learning you know, all the shit she needs to learn, she dropped out mm -hmm. and she started working at an abattoir in Australia. Um, mm. there in, in Aberdeen, I mean, at the time abattoirs were big and do you know what, an, do any of y'all know what an abattoir is? I don't hear anything. Why don't you let us know? Okay. <laughs> an abattoir is essentially a meat packing place so they slaughter animals mm. skin them cut them up and package the meat ah if only you could see becca's face right <laughs> yeah i don't know what one is <laughs> yeah um let me tell you this was like for what i 
I think it was an outlet, honestly, for why she considered this her dream job. But this was considered her fucking her fucking dream dream job. job. She's killing things because she's taking out that rage and murdering the shit out of animals, and she's loving it, loving every second of it. I know, I know. So she she worked uh, as a boner. So obviously, you know what that means. She's cutting them up, dismembering these animals, you know. But she had a boyfriend at the time uh, who was a coworker, and he, I believe, I forget which part of the factory he worked, but essentially he was the one responsible for slaughtering the pigs before, you know, they got sent to be skinned and cut up and all of that wonderful jazz. And she would go watch for what I, I think it was an outlet, honestly, for why she considered this her dream job, but this was considered her fucking fucking dream dream job. job. She's killing things. Cause she's taking out that rage and murdering the shit out of animals. And she's loving it, loving every second of it. (laughs) I know, I know. So she, she worked uh, as a boner. So obviously, you know what that means. She's cutting them up, dismembering these animals, you know, but she had a boyfriend at the time uh, who was a coworker. And he, I believe, I forget, which part of the factory he worked, but essentially he was the one responsible for slaughtering the pigs before, you know, they got sent to be skinned and cut up and all of that wonderful jazz. And she would go watch him kill these pigs and loved it. Yeah. Oh, I would have been like, I need to break up with you. (laughs) This isn't normal. She was extremely skilled in her craft too like people were floored she is a tiny woman too she was probably about my size so she's about five five six not very big well actually no I lied her husband was short he was about my size she was pretty tall actually I got that backwards she was pretty tall but she was she was petite she was thin but man everyone was like she went up the ranks so fast she was so good at what she did Within no time, she was given her own set of butcher knives and literally killing it. Yeah, <laughs> just, seriously. Just killing it. But she met her, her first love and I think her only marriage, actually, uh, while working there. And that was David Kellett. Again, he was a co-worker of hers. And they met in uh, 1973, as we know, the decade of murder in yes. the 70s. Um. Kellett was a drinker, um, a hard drinker, but so was she. She was very much a partier, very much a hard working. She's kind of like a dude. She's a hard working, hard drinking, rough housing yeah. kind of person. And so was he. Um, his, poor David, like he, I think he was probably a really nice guy, but he was pretty fucked up. I think he had some PTSD issues going on, which is why he was a hard drinker and very volatile. Right. Um, You know, his best friend was killed like right in front of him in a shunting accident. And then he was pregnant later on during a, during a horrific accident where a train hit a school bus killing (gasps) six children. And that was in 1968. Um, He actually, he actually helped rescue the injured and removed their bodies. Nope. So, yeah. So they're thinking that his hard drinking came from, you know, these experiences that he went through. Like that was his coping. Yeah. Um, 
which I couldn't imagine that. I mean, babies pulling those babies out oh, and they're de- oh, um, obviously um, his drinking led to issues with work. And originally before he started working at the abattoir, he was previously working on the railways, which is, you know, makes sense. Yeah. That's where the shunting accident was and the school bus accident all on the rails. Um, but because of his drinking, he started falling asleep while shunting, falling asleep on the job. Everything started to deteriorate, including his behavior. And so that's when he lost his job and went and worked at the abattoir and met good old Catherine. Oh, what a lucky guy. What a lucky. He is lucky, actually. <laughs> like real fucking lucky. Hi, yeah. kitty cat. He said hello. Um, after he... Um, <laughs> This kind of disturbs me a little bit, but then again, nothing fucking makes sense and everything's disturbing in the story. After he began dating Knight, it's it's also said that he partnered with her twins sometimes, too. That's disgusting. Yeah, so, you know, we're banging the twins. Hmm. I mean, Uh, if if you're open to it. (laughs) I... I can't... I'm sorry. I'm... mm -mm, You you ain't... I don't share. No! If I'm with someone, I'm with just that one person. And you ain't fucking my sister. Like that makes it even worse, I think. For real. For real. You know, as I said, they're hard drinking and they're they're roughhousing. They would start fights everywhere they went. Uh often if Kellett, David, if he got into a fight, man, freaking Catherine was like right there, dukes up ready to throw down, right behind him. I got you. Oh, she, and it's said that she, when she went into rages, she almost had like superhuman strength. Oh, that's I mean, dangerous. She is, she is, the men she dated are all big, burly, hardworking men. And you would think in these relationships, it's the other way around. They're taking it out on her. No, she beating the shit She's out of them. the one who's doing all the damage. She is the abuser. And there's that one point where she actually tries to claim that she was the abused. And everyone was like, not That's it. Funny no. gathering. You're funny. You're fun. <laughs> you funny. You're funny. You're funny. You know Just that thing lot. called patterns? Um, you <laughs> created lots of patterns. <laughs> We're following that. Oh my gosh. They ended up getting married in 1974 at her request. <laughs> okay. So, oh, so she wasn't like, like hey. no romantic. You know, let's get married. She's like, bitch, you marry in my ass. Okay. So tomorrow we're getting married. Just, just heads up. Yeah. So you see this ring right there? You're buying that like now. So (laughs) fork it up. Yeah. Um, And I find this real funny and poor fucking David, man. So they arrived at their service on her motorcycle. motorcycle. David was completely trashed. That. Oh God. Mm Mm-hmm. And get this. So as soon as they arrived, good old Barb, with her sage fucking advice, had some words uh, for David. So oh, some warnings. This bitch who created this monster child, who is now a monster adult, is like, hey, I'm going to warn you. And this is what she tells David. The old girl said to me, watch out. You better watch this one or she'll fucking kill you. Stir her up the wrong way or do the wrong thing and you're fucked. Don't 
ever think of playing up on her, which means cheating. Right. Don't ever think of playing up on her. She'll fucking kill you. And that, and that was good old Barb. Good old Barb. <laughs> Enjoy your marriage. David. And then she ended it by going, she's got a screw loose somewhere. Well, who oh. fucking loosened that screw, Barbara? Yeah, you, you crazy bitch. Yeah. Oh, and um, on their beautiful, blissful, fantastical wedding night, mm-hmm. uh, David woke up to Catherine strangling him. And oh, do you what? want to know why? Let me know. Because she demanded having sexual intercourse five times, and they only had sexual intercourse three times. And that was unacceptable. That's, so that. she's going to strangle you. You know, Catherine. Do you I want to know that, why yeah. that was her bar? Do you want to why? know why that was her bar? Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. Because good old fucking Barbara told uh, her that on her wedding night, her and her husband had sex five times. So she had to have sex on her wedding night at least five times. I mean, three times is so many in one night. <laughs> no. Like, I couldn't even know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. things did not get better from there like that was david's sign to fucking go to and run. he didn't and he didn't obviously their marriage was violent and crazy um on one occasion while Catherine was actually pregnant she burned all of david's clothing and his shoes because he came home late from a dark me? competition so oh. she burned all of his clothes and his shoes and then whacked him <gasps> with a frying pan in the back of the head so fucking hard that he had a skull fracture oh my to go to the god yeah he ended up running obviously in fear for his life to a neighbor's house and ended up collapsing there because he was that scared of her after you know getting assaulted with a fucking yeah. frying pan in the head but get this instead of like that being it the police wanted to charge knight or Catherine or whatever i can't even call her knight because i feel like knight's such a noble name and i'm like no god i can't do it but she ended up like flipping her switch and changing her behavior and convincing david to drop all the charges and come back like Like she could master manipulate and flip on a fucking dime it was insane and, and that's how she got away with most of her shit. And I don't, to this day, understand how she did that, but she had to be a master at it because oh, yeah. there are a lot of things that she did, but there's no way, no amount of ma- manipulation would have got me out of that shit. That's insane. In 1976, uh, not long after she gave birth to her first child, Melissa Ann, um, David left Barbara, or not Barbara, goddamn. David left Catherine. Person. <laughs> I mean, kinda. Uh, David ended up leaving Catherine for another woman and moved to Queensland. Because, you know, obviously he'd had fucking enough of her shit. The next day, Catherine freaked out and was seen pushing her new baby around in her pram mm-hmm. and violently throwing the pram from <gasps> side to side. And just spouting all this crazy shit. Yeah. So at that point, she was admitted into St. Elmo's Hospital, where she was diagnosed with postnatal depression. And she spent several weeks there recovering. Jesus. Yeah. 
after being released, she was placed on a two-month hold. Catherine placed her two-month-old on a fucking railway line <gasps> shortly before a train was due. Two months. And then after two-month-old baby on that rail t- railway and how line. How long after and then, that was when she got out? Um like almost immediately. Are you kidding me? Within weeks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She placed the two-month-old baby on the railway line, and then she went on to steal an axe, moseys on into town, and threatened to kill, like, several fucking people, including uh, a mechanic at the shop that fixed David's car because, and she was going to fucking kill him, because if this mechanic hadn't fixed David's car, apparently David wouldn't have been able to leave her. Oh, no. David would have found a way, sweetie. <laughs> oh, yes. Would have found a David way. would have fucking found a way. Oh, my God. So, luckily, uh, while she's off on her murder spree, not a drifter, a forager that they called in the town, uh, good old Ted. His name was good Ted. Ted. Uh, actually found Melissa on the railway tracks. I was, was going to say, like, what the her. fuck happened to her? Yeah. So this old man saw the baby on the tracks and was able to rescue her. So thank God she was safe, didn't die. All was good there. But a few days later, Catherine got a hold of a knife, slashed the woman with one of her knives in the face, and then demanded that she drive her to Queensland where David was at. Oh, Lord. Yep. Uh, Luckily, the woman was able to escape when they stopped at a service station to get some gas. Uh, But by the time police arrived, uh, Catherine had lost her goddamn mind and had a young boy held as hostage and was threatening (gasps) to kill him. And she was disarmed. The boy was safe. You know, he didn't get hurt. Uh, (laughs) This is my favorite. So she was disarmed when police had to attack her with broomsticks. So the police had these fucking broomsticks and just got all whack away. (laughs) Is that all we need to do to stop criminals is just hit them with broomsticks? Yeah, that's it. That's That's the way we do it. Freaking hilarious. Oh my God. (laughs) I I laughed out loud when I read that. I was like, that is fan-fucking-tastic. So funny. But again, after getting wailed on by broomsticks and being disarmed, um, she ended up getting uh, admitted again to a psychiatric hospital. But here's the fucking crazy thing. Even though Knight told the nurses there her intentions of killing people and the mechanic and all of that crap, uh, she was let go again. They just... Just let her go. It just doesn't make sense. Why are you putting her in there in the first place then if you're just going to let her go after saying all of that? Well, and then not only is she just saying it, but she's doing it. She's, she's yeah, it's not people. like she's just said these things. Like, she's actually tried to do them. Yeah. it's It blows my mind. I'm like, this, she shouldn't be released, period. No. Should never have been. But yeah, she, she was should've... released again. Ugh. And, uh... She was put into the care of her mother-in-law at the time of that release. And uh, David ended up moving back because he was like, I obviously got to, I got to handle this shit. Oh no. Yeah. So it blows my mind because when he came 
back there he went to go pick her up from her mom's house i guess she had been released and was at her mom's house at some point and he went with his mother so here's david and his mom going to good old fucking barb's house to pick up crazy Catherine. good old barb when they pull up barbara Catherine's mom came out and just started attacking david who what is the in the driver's seat. Yeah, he's in the driver's seat. And his David's mom is like, I'm sitting there watching this woman strangling my my son. And my son is just staring straight ahead, gripping the steering wheel with white knuckles while this crazy woman goes nuts. And then Catherine came out and saw her mom strangling her husband and attacked her mom. Jesus Christ. So Catherine comes out and like beats the shit out of her mom, gets mom off David. And then la-di-da. Hey, drive away with good with Catherine. i'm like if i was david's mom i'd be like we're leaving we're fucking done like Catherine, you stay here barbara go die we're out like what the fuck y'all aren't together anymore like that's not i mean i get it like they have kids and stuff but it's oh my gosh mm-hmm. oh she was i mean i don't i don't understand that i just don't understand how can you go back to a woman like that and then after this incident they're living together again and they have another fucking kid oh my god they have another fucking kid mm-hmm. in 19 uh natasha marie and in 1984 Catherine uh actually ended up leaving david at this point so this is where i say david got real fucking lucky i'm surprised she that she him. was the one that loved him Oh, yeah. So she ends up leaving David and ends up going back to her parents' house in Aberdeen. Uh, but later on, she ends up renting a house nearby in Muswellbrook. Hmm. I think I'm saying that right. Um, and then she returned back to work as an abattoir. Um, but after a while, she ended up injuring her back because obviously you're doing a lot of bending over and a lot right. of hard work bent over. So her back was all kinds of fucked. She ended up going on disability. Um, now, I'm going to take a quick pause here and just explain a few little things that's going to piss you off. Okay. So at this point, she's got her own house now. And she has made this house up to her liking this is her temple this is her uh her dream home she's got animal skins hung up everywhere she's got knives hung up over her bed when she first got her her bed oh yeah when she first got her first set of butcher knives this bitch hung them up over her bed and when asked about them they're like why do you have those there and she's like in case i need them like, what the fuck do you need your butcher's knives when you're at home? What a she would psycho. Have, she would have, like, animal skulls hung up. And it was like a shrine to death in her house. And, it, and she had some kind of obsession with dead animals and all of that. And just made it a fucking shrine. She had, like, farm equipment hung up. And I'm not talking hung up on the walls, Becca. This shit was on the walls and on the ceiling. That's so weird. Oh, yeah. It's disturbing as shit. So just uh, think about that. There's children living there. Uh, yeah, I was just about to say, like, her children are seeing all of Yeah, this. her children, our children are there in her death home. 
Oh my god, what a freaking psycho! Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Um. So after she left David, um, she ends up having a few other relationships, and there, as I said before, there's a pattern that's been created in the in what goes on in these relationships. She's very fun. She's she's vibrant. She's you know likable. Everybody always says that she, when she was in a good mood, she was in a good mood. Um, but when she was in a bad mood, she was a murderous little crazy mm-hmm. bitch. Um, but th- she kept reeling him back in though. And everyone was completely stumped as to like, why the fuck these men are staying with her? Right. If she's that crazy. And um, apparently crazy Catherine here was also crazy in the sack. Oh. And by crazy, apparently she had a golden cooch. Jesus Christ. I'm sorry, and but that's not enough to keep you with anybody if they're psycho like that. Seriously. Like, that snatch can't be that good. No. For you to endure all of that psychological abuse, all of that violence, all of that manipulation. It, there's no way. No. Never. It's not worth it. It is not... That snatch ain't fucking worth it. No. So she ends up meeting another man named David Saunders. Uh, He was a 38-year-old miner, and they met in 1986. So not very long after she had left David, I think two years. Yeah, 84 is when she left David. So two years later, she meets David. I just realized they're both named David. Yeah. Ah, I didn't connect that until now. <laughs> Maybe it's a David thing. Oh, Lord. I'm just kidding. You know what? Holy shit. What? I did not notice. She has not only had a pattern in her fucking psychoticness, but she has a pattern in the names of the men she's with. Really? Uh-huh. Oh, my gosh. Why didn't I know it? I wrote this shit down, and I didn't even fucking notice it. <laughs> So after leaving David uh, Kellett, she meets David Saunders. After she meets David Saunders, she meets a man named John Chillingworth. After John Chillingworth, she meets John Price. That's weird. David, David, then John, John. I wonder if she's like intentionally doing that. Who knows? That's weird. But I didn't even notice that until just now when I was looking at my notes. Holy shit. This bitch, she's crazy. Yeah. Crazy. That's weird. Okay. Let's backtrack back on track. <laughs> <laughs> let's get it on back that track. Let's get it on back on track. Uh, but yeah, David Saunders was a minor. And uh, after just a few months of dating, they ended up moving in, or he ended up moving in with her and her daughters. Um, but he did keep his apartment. So he didn't give up his apartment, but he did move into, um, to her home. Uh, obviously Knight or Catherine being the crazy person, she has started to become extremely jealous regarding what he did when she was not around and would frequently throw him out. Like she would just have these huge fits, like where she was just going off in these jealous rages, um, and he would end up moving back to his apartment and then she would follow 
and then beg him to return, reel him back in. Yeah, she'd reel him back in. Well, in May 1987, this bitch took it to a whole new level with him. To get back at him, she ended up slitting the throat of his two-month-old dingo pup right I forgot about that oh yep so horrible yep and the the whole reason just uh think about that there's children living there uh, yeah I was just about to say like her children are seeing all yeah her children our children are there in her death home oh my god what a freaking psycho Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Um, so after she left David, um, she ends up having a few other relationships. And there, as I said before, there's a pattern that's been created in, the, in what goes on in these relationships. She's very fun. She's, she's vibrant. She's, you know, likable. Everybody always says that she, when she was in a good mood, she was in a good mood. Um, but when she was in a bad mood, she was a murderous little crazy mm-hmm. bitch. Um, but th- she kept reeling him back in, though. And everyone was completely stumped as to, like, why the fuck these men are staying with her. Right. If she's that crazy. And um, apparently, crazy Catherine here was also crazy in the sack. Oh. And by crazy, apparently she had a golden cooch. Jesus Christ. I'm sorry, and, but that's not enough to keep you with anybody if they're psycho like that. Seriously. Like, that snatch can't be that good. No. For you to endure all of that psychological abuse, all of that violence, all of that manipulation. It, there's no way. No. Never. It's not worth it. It is not... That no. snatch ain't fucking worth it. No. So she ends up meeting another man named David Saunders. Uh, he was a 38-year-old miner, and they met in 1986. So not very long after she had left David, I think two years. Yeah, 84 is when she left David. So two years later, she meets David. Or <laughs> I just realized they're both named David. Yeah. Oh, I didn't connect that until now. <laughs> Maybe it's a David thing. Oh, Lordy. I'm just kidding. You know what? Holy shit. What? I did not notice. She has not only had a pattern in her fucking psychoticness, but she has a pattern in the names of the men she's with. Really? Uh-huh. Oh, my gosh. Why didn't I know? It? I wrote this shit down and I didn't even fucking notice it. <laughs> So after leaving David uh, Kellett, she meets David Saunders. After she meets David Saunders, she meets a man named John Chillingworth. After John Chillingworth, she meets John Price. That's weird. David, David, then John, John. I wonder if she's like intentionally doing that. Who knows? I don't know. That's weird. But I didn't even notice that until just now when I was looking at my notes. Holy shit. This bitch is crazy. Crazy. That's weird. Okay, let's backtrack back on track. (laughs) (laughs) Let's get it on back that track. Let's get it on back on track. Um, But yeah, David Saunders was a miner. And uh, 
after just a few months of dating, they ended up moving in, or he ended up moving in with her and her daughters. Um, but he did keep his apartment. So he didn't give up his apartment, but he did move into, um, to her home. Uh, obviously Knight or Catherine being the crazy person, she has started to become extremely jealous regarding what he did when she was not around and would frequently throw him out. Like she would just have these huge fits, like where she was just going off in these jealous rages. Um, and he would end up moving back to his apartment and then she would follow and then beg him to return, reel him back in. Yeah. She'd reel him back in. Well, in May, 1987, this bitch took it to a whole new level with him to get back at him. She ended up slitting the throat of his two-month-old dingo pup right I in front of him. I forgot about that. Oh. Yep. So horrible. Yep. And the, the, whole re- <laughs> the whole reason why she did that was just to be an example, to prove a point. Yeah, because that's that really going to make someone. Ever, right? Right? Like, but this is all she knows. This is all she knows. She was raised with this kind of violence and intimidation tactics. So obviously she's going to fucking do this shit as an adult. The whole reason she did it was to be an example that if he ever had an affair before going on to, you know, knock him unconscious too. But if he ever (laughs) had an affair, this is the shit that would go down. Oh my God. But yeah, he was also knocked unconscious with a frying pan. So both the Davids have been assaulted with frying pans. They all get assaulted with like the same weapons when they're both. Yes. (laughs) yeah actually what Mm -hmm. um in 1988 she ends up giving birth to a third daughter sarah with david saunders so she has another kid with this guy um this prompted uh david saunders actually to put a deposit down on a house no yeah here he's trying to do the. i mean i get it he's trying to do the right thing he's got a kid now he's like i can't be living in an apartment i gotta put a deposit down on a house um well catherine i guess ended up paying off the deposit and made that her new death house oh my decorated the house with all of her fucking animal skins the skulls animal traps horns all that weird shit, machetes, rakes, forks. Yeah, literally no space was left uncovered with her weird shit. That's so um, yeah, so they had an argument one night and Catherine decided she's going to whack David Saunders in the face with an iron before stabbing him in the stomach with a pair of scissors. Jesus, woman. So, you know, after this... Saunders is like, well, fuck this shit. He moved out and went back to his apartment in Scone, which he also still never got rid of. Jesus. Uh-huh. But then when he later returned to the house, he came home to find that she had cut up all of his clothing. And poor David Saunders didn't know what the fuck else to do. So this guy goes into hiding. Oh, my God. He went into hiding from Catherine. And then when Catherine tried to find him, no one would admit to where he was. Like, everyone was backing him up. Like, that's, like, fucking some witness yeah, protection. Like, they're not telling you. Like, he's, no, he, he died. Yep. <laughs> he's gone. 
Yeah. So he went into hiding for a good couple of months um, and then later, you know, wanted to see his daughter. So he tried to go and visit her and found out that um, this poor man, that somehow Catherine Knight convinced the police um, that she was afraid of him and issued an apprehend violence order against him. This man went into hiding from this person because she crazy and she but convinced him it's the other way she's around she's convincing the police that it's the other way around and had that order issued against him that is insane like okay okay Catherine like, how are you that good at manipulating the thoughts of people <laughs> Oh, it's insane. She has to be some type of psychotic sociopath. Has oh, to be. Well, she's got to be. Like, there's no way she's not. Like, 100%. It's, it boggles my fucking mind. Because everyone who knew Catherine knew she was crazy. Knew she had these murderous rages. Knew she had these outbursts. Knew that she could flip on a dime and become this yeah. psycho. And yet she's able to convince people to be on her side or stay in her life. That she's for the innocent point. one. That she's the innocent one, yeah. So, obviously, that relationship ended. Mm. And then she meets uh, John Chillingworth in 1990, ends up getting pregnant by him. Now, he is also a co-worker of hers at the abattoir. That's where they met. And she ends up giving birth to a boy named Eric. Now, John and her relationship was pretty quick compared to everybody else's. It only lasted three years, and she actually ended up leaving him and having an affair with another man. Mm. Again, this man, let's consider him real fucking lucky. Okay? Yeah. He, he, he got out of that one. But the man she was having an affair with, not so much. <laughs> the man she was having an affair with, his name was John Price. Um, he went by the nickname Pricey. And yeah, I know. And by all accounts, he was very likable. People really enjoyed him. Um, he he had his own kids. He was the father of three children already. <sighs> Everyone always said he was terrific. I mean, his own marriage ended in 1988. And um, he was left with a two-year-old daughter, that he um, had from his former wife. And then he also had two older children that lived with him. I think it was an, a boy and a girl. I can't, I don't know why I didn't write that down, mm. but I didn't. But I'm, if I remember correctly, they, the two older children, one was a boy and one was a girl. Price knew all about Catherine's history. He knew about it all? Was very well aware that Catherine uh, was known to be violent and everything. And yet he still had her move into his house in 1995 and continued a relationship with her. Now, here's the thing. She must have been in, I guess, a state where she was for a good long time where she was good. Like she was in that likable state. She was fun and friendly, wasn't showing her crazy. You know, that was all tucked in. Because his kids liked her. She got along well with everyone around him. I mean, for all accounts, it seemed like it was, everything was good. And that went on for a while. And Pricey, he made it, he, he loved his job. Loved his job. And he made good money. And again, he worked in the mines. He was an, another miner. Right. So I guess... <laughs> 
1998, Catherine was like, listen, bitch, you marrying me. And John was like, nah. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, Um, that's not happening. No, like I'm going to stick with you and all, but nah, we're not getting married. I'm not tying my ship to you. That's hilarious. So in retaliation, Catherine ended up making a videotape of things that John had in his house that he allegedly stole from work. And now, now these things are things that John had taken out of the, like the rubbish tip, like he scavenged them, essentially. They were expired things or things that were going to be thrown out. He was like, well, instead of throwing them out, I'll just take them home, like expired um, first aid kits and things that were out of date. Well, this videotape ended up getting him fired from his job that he loved and the job that made all this money for him and his family. And he was dead. He was devastated. I mean, he had been working there for 17 years. That's 17 so years. Sad. Yeah. This vindictive little bee was like, that'll teach him. What, what a bitch. What a crazy bitch. I don't understand why these people are with her. I know. I know. It's like she's don't get just it. so manipulative. Oh, yeah. So obviously, Price was like, two middle fingers up. What the fuck is wrong with you? And kicked her out. Um, and she returned to her own home. Um, at this point, everybody knew what she did, obviously. So it kicks her out. Everybody in town has heard about what she's done. Pricey, again, was a popular person. He was well-liked, you know, had lots of friends. But for whatever ungodly reason, whether it's this golden snatch or whatever, a few months later, he starts seeing her again. Oh, my God. So they restart their relationship. But at this point, he's trying to set boundaries. He's he's refusing to allow her to move in with him. Um, unfortunately, because he starts seeing her again, obviously, he's not letting her move in. She's right. throwing fits. It's a holy hot mess. Most of his friends stopped talking to him. So he essentially kind of isolated himself in right. taking her back. So his friends didn't want anything to do with him while they were together. And I don't fucking blame them. I don't, yeah. I wouldn't. Wouldn't I would not want to be involved in that? And I'd also be like, "What the fuck? Right. <laughs> what are you doing? Like, what's wrong with you? What is wrong with you?" Um, so, at this point, they're fighting frequently. Um, by 2000, there's been a series of assaults on Pricey, um, which have you know included freaking Catherine stabbing him in the chest. Jesus Christ! Yeah. So fed up, he kicks her out again. Um, and he ends up going to the magistrate's court on his way to work and tries to take out a restraining order and attempt, you know, to keep her away from not only himself, but his children. And that same afternoon that he's scrambling, trying to find help, trying to get away to keep her away from him. Uh, Catherine is, she's plotting. She's got a crazy scheme going on in her head and she's out buying sexy black lingerie. Oh my God. Yep. And even that afternoon, like Pricey knows there's something in his head that is telling him he's, you know, he's at his limit on what he can do to protect himself. He knows something's going to happen. He even told his friends and his coworkers that if he didn't come into work the next day, it would be because Catherine killed him. So he basically reached out and was like, I no show. If anything happens and I'm nowhere to be found, Catherine did it. This is exactly what happened. Yep. And uh, well, lo and behold, 
He doesn't show up for work the next day. His coworkers begged him to not to go home. All of his friends and coworkers were like, don't go home. Stay with us. But Pricey, Pricey went home because obviously he has he has kids in the picture right. and he was scared for them. He was scared that if he didn't go home, she would retaliate on his children. So that's a father there trying to protect his kids. So he ends up coming home. Luckily, Catherine isn't there yet, but his kids are. So he ends up saying, you know, hey, let's go somewhere else for tonight. How about you go have a sleepover with your at your friend's house and go have some fun, spend spend the evening with your with the neighbors, the friends, but don't come home, you know? And then that evening he's talking to the neighbors and ends up going home. He goes to bed uh, sometime around 11 p.m. Um, and again, you know, Catherine, while he's doing all of this, she's doing her own shit, buying lingerie. She ends up making another videotape. So there's something with her and fucking videotapes. Yeah. Like she films a lot of shit and she loved to film herself doing things too. Ooh. So I don't know if there's like a vanity thing or some sort of like, um, what's the word I'm looking for? You know, when murderers like to film their shit, reliving the fantasy. Yeah. There you go. I don't yeah. know if she likes to relive certain things because it brings her joy, but she actually videotaped her with all the children making comments. Kind of, kind of sounded like a like almost a will. Like she knew she was doing this, so it it was kind of like a final farewell type of videotape that she made. Yeah. Which is super fucking creepy. But that night she arrives at the house, watches some TV for a little bit, has a shower, wakes Price up, has a little sexy time, waits for him to fall asleep, and then murders the fuck out of him. Poor guy. I can't... I have to pause because I can't even begin. I can't even begin with this. So obviously Price doesn't show up for work. And everyone's like, maybe he slept in. Like, they're trying to think the best. Maybe he slept in. Somebody go check on the house, see if his car's there. His car is there. So they're knocking on the door. They're ringing. Nobody's answering. So finally, they call the police and they have the police uh, go check it out. They do the same thing. Police arrive around 8 p.m. I almost said p.m. Good God. 8 a.m. They're knocking on the door. It took them a while. (laughs) (laughs) Well, shit. Um, They're knocking on the door. They're banging on the door. Nobody's answering, but they see the cars there and they notice there's some blood. So they're like, oh, shit. So they break the door down and they start going through the house and they find Catherine in a comatose state. So it's not really 100% sure if she tried to kill herself or not, but they find that she had taken, yeah, like a murder-suicide thing. Um, But apparently she had taken a shit ton of sleeping pills and just was fucking gone now here's the disturbing thing she's just chilling in this house sleeping there's evidence that you know domestic shit went on like just little things that you do around your house um one of the officers was going through a hallway and went to move this curtain out of his way um and then felt something wet and was like what the fuck and kind of looks back and that's when he realized the curtain that he just walked through is the skin of david david god of john price oh my god yes (laughs) now they can't find at this point i mean at first they were like okay there's blood everywhere they can't 
I don't know why I said fine. They can't figure out how to wrap their brain around what they just fucking walked through is human skin. Right. And they said it it looked almost like a curtain. That's how well she skinned John Price. Yeah. And she's just fucking sleeping. It's just another day in the office for her. Oh, yeah. But it looks like a chase broke out in the house. Now, she ends up stabbing Price like 37 fucking times. Yes. 37 times. It looks at one point due to the blood pattern that he had made it to the front door and either went back inside or was dragged back inside mm. uh, by Catherine. So he bled out or she bled him out. It looks like that happened in that back hallway where his skin was found. Mm-hmm. Now, she tries to say that she doesn't remember any of this. She tries oh, to say, I, I, we up. did this, we did that. I went to sleep. I remember nothing else. But obviously she was in her right fucking mind because she also took, later that night, she took a shower after this. She went and got his wallet and took his car to an ATM, pulled out like a $1,000. And I don't know what that fucking money was for. Nobody seems to know where the money went or why, but obviously she was functioning on a level of cognizance, you know? Yeah. So she can't like, just sit there and be like, I don't you're, know what You're putting happened. this all together. But yeah, apparently um, she comes back. This is now several hours after she has murdered Price, mm-hmm. um, where she skins him, hangs that skin on that hook in the hallway. Ugh. Ugh, which like, I just... God, I but you can't. know she loves that shit. She's oh, yeah. already decorating she her house every minute of skinning him. Oh yeah, you know she loves that shit because you know she has it hung on the walls from mm-hmm. fucking like she has skins everywhere. Mm. Um, but after skinning him, she then decapitates Price's head, takes it off his body, and uh, I just uh, I just drew a blank because I was trying to remember the sequence that I wrote this in because I put arrows. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> what happened first? So she decapitates Price and puts his head. I just, I just drew a blank because I was trying to remember the sequence that I wrote this in because I put arrows. Oh, <laughs> what <laughs> happened first? So she decapitates Price and puts his head in a pot and cooks parts of his body. Mm. Now she serves up this uh, the body parts with baked potato, pumpkin, beetroot, zucchini, cabbage, yellow squash, and gravy on two separate dinner plates that were left on the table. And here's the sick thing. She labeled these dinner plates like you would a place setting. Oh, God. And each one of these plates had the name of one of Price's children on it. Like she was going to feed their father to them. She made a whole meal and planned to feed it to his kids. Yep. Now, it's not really known if she ate any of his body Mm. parts, but there was another plate that was found by police that was thrown out into the backyard. So they think that maybe she tried to eat it and she couldn't and got grossed out and tossed it. So, I mean, it's not enough she cooked him. It's, it's bad enough Ugh. against the man after stabbing him 37 times in multiple vital organs, beheads him, puts his head in a pot, cooks up the rest of his meat, makes a great meal for to her, feed for his her children. now dead boyfriend's children to Ugh. eat. Jesus. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, and she never really says 
or speculates or even gives any hint as to what really went on. So this is all speculation. To this day, she has not said, and nobody really knows. Um, The other thing that will disturb you is when the police were investigating the house, they were, you know, looking around, realizing, fuck, we just walked through skin. (laughs) But find his skinned torso well, skinned body from the neck down. Obviously, <gasps> this the parts just chilling, sitting. She even she propped it up. He like so he was sitting with his him. legs crossed. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. So she arranged his body not only to be sitting up. Oh god, this fucking creeps me the fuck out. I gotta, I gotta breathe through that. Sitting up with his left arm draped over an empty soda can as if he was just chilling there drinking a soda drinking a coke just drinking a coke sitting here in my chair oh can you imagine that a decapitated skinned body missing pieces of meat to it propped up in a chair legs crossed chilling drinking a soda that is can you imagine the horror of that? Oh, my God. With his body parts cooked up, ready for his children to eat on the table. <sighs> she's such, like, she's she's so evil. <laughs> so fucking evil. Oh, and she had uh, a handwritten note on top of a picture of him, too, that was covered in blood in uh, small pieces of his flesh. <gasps> and nobody really can n- knows what the fuck this note was about because everything was groundless and I don't know if she was just trying to write this note to make it seem like she had justification for anything which I don't know how you can justify any of that no but the note said time got you no time got you back Jonathan for raping my daughter you to Beck for Ross for little John now play with little John's dick John Price what isn't that bizarre that's so weird completely bizarre yeah i i i'm getting the first part but the second part i'm like you to beck for ross for little john now play with little john's dick john like what yeah that one doesn't that whole sentence it's like it went it like went into la la land here Quite, quite obviously, she was in a state of psychosis or something. Yes. Who knows? Uh, but during the during the trial, at first, the uh, God, what's the word? Verdict. The verdict of manslaughter was rejected, and then she was arraigned on March second and on the charge of murdering Price, to which she fucking entered a plea of not guilty. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I don't know how you're going to get away with that one. How do, you, how do you even think? I mean, because uh, you're crazy. Um, her initial trial was set for July 23rd, 2001, uh, but ended up being adjourned due to her counsel's illness. Apparently, her lawyers got sick or something. So then it got pushed back to October 15th, 2001. Uh, when the trial commenced, there was a jury of 60 prospects with the option that had the option of being excused due to the nature of photographic evidence, which five actually accepted. So five out of these jurors were like, 
nope, fuck that. Can't do it. I'm fucked up from this shit. Wow. Just from the photographic evidence. Yeah. Can Oh, so after that, several more of the prospects actually end up dropping out, obviously, because it was so disturbing. And then at this point, Catherine's attorneys spoke to the judge and ended up adjourning the following day. So the next morning is when Catherine, after all of this, obviously, it's so horrific. These fucking jury members can't even handle it. Yeah. Uh, the next morning, she ends up changing her plea. She ends up playing guilty and the jury was dismissed. So luckily... The one fucking bright silver lining out of this is the jury and Price's family ended up being spared a court trial um, and having to see what happened, like visually see. Yeah, like see the evidence and stuff. The evidence of what happened to this man that they loved Mm. and considered a friend. She was ordered to have a psychiatric assessment also to determine whether she was in her right mind or not. Also uh, to make sure that she understood the consequences of her pleading guilty. Um, And basically this psyche valve also wanted to determine whether she had any claims to hold that she had amnesia or dissociation um, or that psychosis that we talked about during these events. Um, They did not consider her insane. So they did the psyche valve and they did not consider her insane. They actually concluded by two separate psychiatrists, though, that she suffered from Bordenali. Bordenali. Bordenality disorder. Bordenali disorder. (laughs) Borderline personality disorder. But that she was in her right mind during the murder. That's which I'm I'm you know me, I like to play devil's advocate on everything. This bitch crazy. Yeah. I get that. Absolutely disturbed and disgusting. But when people have been born and bred in the environment that she is and dealing, obviously she never dealt with any of her shit um, and living with these blackout rages, probably. Mm -hmm. Um, All she knew was to live her life the way she lived her life. So I don't know if I agree with that statement that she was completely sane. Yeah, I wouldn't agree with that either. I mean, it helps helps with the case, but I just wouldn't agree. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I have been put in a spot where I got so mad that I literally had no idea what I had done until Mm -hmm. after I snapped out of it and I was like what the fuck yeah that's only happened once in my life so that was scary enough obviously this has probably happened multiple times for this woman but shit I just don't understand how they can consider her sane when she's had these violent rage-filled outbursts before there's no way I get that they did at least conclude that she had borderline personality disorder but fuck God, there's more going on. Mm-hmm. It's not just, just that. Have that. It's not just that. To this day, Catherine still refuses to accept full responsibility for her actions. Um, she is currently spending a life sentence and is the first woman in Australia to actually ever be sentenced to life mm-hmm. um, at Silverwater Women's Correctional Center. Um, she will never get off. She will never get out. Um, she wasn't sentenced to death, but she has that life imprisonment without parole. Um, the nature of the crime, as we know, is horrific, but Catherine still has and does not seem to show any fucking remorse for her yeah, actions. 
for whatever reason, in her head, she's innocent. Absolutely. Now, here's the crazy thing to me. In uh, 2006, in June, Catherine did appeal her life sentence, um, claiming that the penalty of life in prison without the possibility of parole was too severe for the killing. Oh, shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This bitch skinned a man, decapitated him, cut off parts of his body to feed up to his kids, and positioned his skinned body to sit in a chair looking like he's drinking soda. You're you lucky. think life imprisonment is too severe? Yeah. Like you're lucky you didn't get the death penalty. Get out of here. Get, get out of here, Catherine. Seriously. What's wrong with you? Good Nobody God. knows, apparently, but fuck, what's wrong with you? <laughs> Only she knows. Only she knows. It's just, I mean, and that's and that's Catherine Knight. Jesus, what a freaking psycho. Well, I mean, at one point, too, um, I watched a documentary on her, too, and it stated, too not long after she appealed that she mentioned once she was in prison she's been a model prisoner apparently but she has said that now that she's in prison she finally feels safe now i'm thinking she might in her brain and her abused brain from when she was a child that she might feel safe now and might not fall into these rages because prison is so controlled i was gonna say she has like a set schedule and there's set schedule she's isolated there's you know what i mean Mm -hmm. there's structure that she's never had yeah it it might very well be the fucking perfect place for her to be yeah maybe she just she's gonna thrive in there until the day she dies well she ain't got no choice i know (laughs) she's there for life oh my god nowhere can you imagine can you imagine that no i really like i can't even imagine I mean one of those things that she did she's crazy freaking insane you're crazy your snatch is not golden enough no to put up with anything like that Hell I don't know I don't understand I don't understand I don't I know understand I mean, she's really not like that she's not she's, a good looking lady I see I don't think so either but in everything that I've read and all of my research and all the documentaries, people keep talking about how she was so cute and she was a pretty young girl. And, and I'm looking at all this. I'm like, I'm she, like, she, what? Yeah. Like none of these pictures. Like her, her smile. I can't even do it. Like her smile. She like, she tucks her chin yeah, all the way back in. and like smiles. It's like, <laughs> I just can't. She's really, she's not. I mean, I don't know. I mean, she definitely doesn't look like a murderous, crazy psycho bitch that she really was in real life. Like, she looks like that kind of, like, nerdy computer girl in your computer class that, like, might be a little awkward, but kind of super nice. I think that, like, I just wouldn't think that she would. I mean, look at this. Look at it. Look at her face. I know. If you can even see her face, but it's like. (laughs) Oh, trust me. I've seen a lot of her face. (laughs) And it's haunting me. It's haunting me. She really just doesn't look like. Yeah. I mean. And there you have it, ladies and gents. That was a tough one, man. I know. And it was kind of a hot mess because I apparently can't write. Uh, (laughs) 
worth a hot damn oh my gosh i don't even know what i'm writing that's hilarious that's that part. crazy it's, it's nuts she it's it's nuts and i don't understand whoops i don't understand how she got away with all of this for yeah. so long like a and long ass time i'm sorry the second she threatened a child's life that bitch should have been locked up mm-hmm. like yeah done you put an infant on train tracks like you I need a month old. Yeah. You need to be institutionalized for life. Yes. And she threatened some little poor boy at mm -hmm. a gas station with a knife. Yeah. Holding him hostage. Can you imagine? Like that kid has to be scarred. Could you imagine the mother of that boy? Oh, I know. I would that poor child, I would never let him out of my sight. Never. Like, he would never go I, anywhere. I can't guarantee what's going to happen now. <laughs> oh, my God. So if y'all ever get a chance, uh, there's some really great documentaries on this. Um, there is a movie that they made called Beyond Bad as well. That's super interesting. Um, but, yeah, it's it's mind-boggling. She's crazy. She's crazy, bitch. Catherine Knight is a nutcase who should have been locked up way sooner. Oh, that kind of worked. <laughs> worked. I'll get better at it. I'll get these jingles down. I'm we'll still get getting my down. brain together. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to try not to boil, you know, nothing in my pot. Boil air in your pot, please. I'm not, <laughs> not going to boil air in my pot for my noodles. <laughs> it was odd. Oh, my goodness. But crazy. I'm crazy, but not Catherine crazy. Not Catherine crazy. Not no, I'm Catherine, Catherine crazy. crazy. Holy shit. Yeah, well, I hope all of y'all enjoyed that. Um, I hope you didn't, like, enjoy it enough to be like, that's some great ideas. But yeah, let's not. We're not responsible for anything that happens outside of this podcast. Seriously. Um, go check it out. We'll post pictures of this crazy nut job. Um on our Facebook and our Instagram. So you can kind of get an idea of what this, uh, I don't even know what to call her. This uh, devil in sheep's clothing looks like. I don't know. Yeah, that's a good one. Cause she really doesn't. I mean, you look at her and it's, I, I wouldn't. She looks totally innocuous. Yeah. Like I would yeah. never guess in my life that she would have done anything. Well, I got a hot dog to eat that my, my husband apparently made for me. Yes. Um, but didn't have ready to bring to me in the closet. Unacceptable. <laughs> Unacceptable. Um, I hope y'all, uh, enjoyed our podcast. This is what podcast number nine. Number nine. Yeah. Number nine. That's so we have crazy. 10 next week. We have number 10. Double digits. Woo, 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 woo. Um, we'll probably post on the Facebook and the Instagram just to throw out the idea of making like stickers or something and see what what you may want them to look like or just just you know getting some ideas here and there um about stuff like that too i dig it yeah i dig it like a grave girl i dig it like a grave <laughs> Um, as oh. always, if you like our show and you like our weirdness and our crazy, um, go ahead and rate us on Apple Podcasts, the purple icon. Um, leave us a comment. Let us know who you are. You don't have to say anything. You could just be like, sup. Yeah. Or hey. you could write something really cool and then we can gab about it on here and be like, oh my God. 
And then we'll just put you we on our Instagram name. and our Facebook because we love the comments yeah. so much. <laughs> yep, exactly. Leave a name. We'd love to shout you out. We love yes. all you listeners. Um, we have found out that we have some listeners out of country, which is super exciting. There is, let me look it up, but I'm pretty sure there was Norway, right? Yes, Norway. Germany. Mm-hmm. I think that was probably... Yeah, Norway and Germany. So that's pretty cool. That was super cool. Yeah, we really appreciate you guys. Um, You know, we're not doing this professionally. We're not educated in any of this. We just find it morbidly fascinating and we like to talk about it. We have fun. That's, I mean, we have fun. We're just, we're just two friends that want to have fun with each other and talk about really uh, dark stuff. Weird (laughs) shit. In a closet. In a closet. Hence the, the description of this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and again, as always, if you want to be a meanie, you have negative shit to say that's not conducive or nice, tuck that shit in because I don't care. I'm tuck not going to listen to it. I'm not going to read it. I'm not going to let it affect my day. So yeah. bye Get out of here. Just, you Tucking know, your crazy. The times that we live in today, too, we have enough negativity. Oh, I know. And There's so much, so much negative out there so right now. Much. And this podcast has so much negativity because of what we I talk know. about. We don't need it coming from outside of it, you know? We, don't. we do not. Um, but if you have any cases you'd like us to look into, cover, read about, yes. talk about, drop us a line, let us know, send us an email, put up a comment on our Facebook or our Instagram, and we'd love to cover something for you. The last ones we did were pretty good. They were really good. I really enjoyed that. So please leave suggestions because that was a lot of fun to kind of look in cases that we never even thought about exactly. looking up and researching. So, Yeah. And I have a list of serial killers in my purse uh, that <laughs> I keep looking up to. So, you know, it's fine. David pulled it out was like, what is this? I was like, oh, don't. Don't worry about that. It's just my serial killer. Oh, those list. are just the serial killers I really enjoy learning about. It's a front, it's front and back. back. It's fine. Just, oh just tuck God. that back in my purse, babe. Don't worry about it. He was like, what the fuck? I swear. Oh, my. It's fine. He's like, who's the murder of the lady? And they're like, I'm like, don't worry about it. You'll hear about it on the podcast. No, it's, it's fine. fine. We'll cover it at some point. It'll be a surprise. Yeah, it'll be surprising. A dark Weird stuff. shit. In a closet. In a closet. Hence the the description of this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) And again, as always, if you want to be a meanie, you have negative shit to say that's not conducive or nice, tuck that shit in because I don't care. I'm not going to listen to it. I'm not going to read it. I'm not going to let it affect my day. So bye-bye. Get out of here. Tucking your crazy. The times that we live in today, too. We have enough negativity. Oh, I know. And There's so much, so much negative out so there right much. now. And this podcast has so much negativity because of what we I talk know. about. We don't need it coming from outside of it, you know? We, <laughs> we do not. Um, but if you have any cases you'd like us to look into, cover, read about, yes. talk about, drop us a line, let us know, send us an email put up a comment on our Facebook or our Instagram and we'd love to cover something for you. The last ones we did were pretty good. They were really good. I really enjoyed that. So please leave 
suggestions because that was a lot of fun to kind of look in cases that we never even thought about exactly looking up and researching so yeah and i have a list of serial killers in my purse uh that <laughs> i keep looking up to so you know it's fine. david pulled it out was like what is this i was like oh don't don't worry about that it's just my serial oh killer those list. are just the serial killers i really enjoy learning about it's a it's front and back. back it's fine just, oh just pack that back in my purse babe don't worry about it he was like what the fuck i swear i'm like it's fine He's like, who's the murder of the lady in the lake? I'm like, don't worry about it. You'll hear about it on the podcast. No, it's, it's fine. fine. We'll cover it at some point. It'll be a surprise. Yeah, it'll be surprising. All right, guys. Well, I think we're going to sign off. Yeah, she's got a hot dog, dog to eat. I got a hot dog to eat, some salt and sugar to balance out so I don't go a little <laughs> nutty again. Yep. <laughs> and I hope y'all have a great Sunday. It's Super Bowl Sunday. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. I know. I feel like I need to do something with my scrunchie. We're making faces <laughs> at each other with our scrunchies. So, you know, we're normal adult women. Yeah. I don't so, act like a child at all. Not okay, either. guys. Well, we'll see y'all later. Yeah, have bye. A good day. Have a good day. We're going to wear a scrunchie mask.